Section 7 of War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. War Flying by a Pilot by Lessel Finer Hutchin. Book 2 on Active Service. Royal Flying Corps Alphabet. A stands for Archie, the Hun's greatest pride. B for B.E., our biplane they deride. C for the crash, when by A, B gets hit. D for the dive, before C ends the flit. E is for engine, which sometimes goes dud. F is cold feet, as you wait for the thud. G is the gun. That you keep on the plane. H as per trig is the height you attain. I am the infant who flies a 2C. J the joystick on most buses you see. K is the kick that you get from a gun. L a forced landing too oft to be done. M for mechanic. In France, most are firsts. And for the noise that A makes when it bursts. O, which is oil, stops the seizing of E. E, petrol, by the E of the B. Q is the quiet one gets on a glide. R, the revolver you keep by your side. S is for side slip, some shot or a stunt. T is the thrill of a big Fokker hunt. U under carriage, first to go in a smash. V, a VP, oft precedeth a crash. W, the wireless, for directing big guns. X, Y, Z, I don't want, so I'll give to the Huns. Chapter 1, The Opening Movements Part one. Somewhere. I am here at last. Where that is, however, I can't tell you. We had a good journey, but while I was snoozing, the carriage door, which must have been carelessly shut by one of our men, opened, and one of my field boots departed. I had taken them off so as to sleep better. I told a police corporal at the next station and he is trying to get it. I had to put on putties and boots, and pack the odd field boot. You would hardly believe we were on active service here, although we are, of course, within hearing of the big guns. There is a stream nearby where we can bathe. We have sleeping huts fitted with electric light, nice beds, a good mess, and a passable aerodrome. The fellows all seem nice, too. I have met three of our squadron before. I have been up several times, but have not had a job yet. I have been learning the district and how to land and rise on cinder paths ten feet wide. The ground here is rather rough, and it speaks well of our undercarriages that they stand up to it so well. A good landing is a bounce of about twenty feet into the air and a diminuendo of bounces, like a grasshopper. 
until you pull up. A fairly bad landing is a bounce of fifty feet and diminuendo. Everyone here is cheerful and thinks flying is a gentleman's game and infinitely better than the trenches. When your work is over for the day, there is no more anxiety until your next turn comes round. For you can read and sleep out of range of the enemy's guns. What a pity the whole war could not be conducted like that. Both sides out of range of each other's guns all the time. One of our more cheerful optimists feels sure the war will end in the next four or five years. My field boot has turned up, much to my surprise. It was forwarded on to me by our local railway transport officer. We are having quite a good time in our squadron and are rejoicing in bad weather. Our messing bill is reasonable, and cigarettes and tobacco are very cheap. So are matches. I have just been over to get some practice with the Lewis gun. They are rather amusing toys, for you get rid of a hundred shots in ten seconds, as you are probably aware. I took up a mechanic who is a good gunner to act as an escort to one of our men who was going photographing. The corporal was awfully amusing. He was always getting up and turning round, or kneeling on his seat looking at me and signaling to me. I thought several times he was going to get out and walk along the plains. The flight was quite uneventful. Next time I write, I hope to be able to tell you what the trenches are like. At present, owing to low clouds and bad weather, I haven't been able to look at them. End of section seven. Recording by John Brandon.